Welcome back, Bayside. They're taking school spirit. The fun just getting started. To the max. This is going to be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Bears beats The Office on Peacock. Stream every moment from Dunder Mifflin and explore bonus extras and exclusives. Plus, if you're looking for more classic hits, you can stream every episode of Parks and Recreation, Two and a Half Men, and every season of SNL. In the mood for something brand new? Check out Peacock's original comedies, The Amber Ruffin Show, and Saved by the Bell. Whether you're craving a new binge or familiar fave, you can find tons of comedy hits on Peacock. Get started for free at PeacockTV.com. It's still really to be damaged. everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of the Still Real Toast Show, episode number 585 for April 29th, 2021. I am one half of the show. I am Jeff Peck, joined every single week by my co-host, the one and only Dr. Trey Franklin. Dr. Trey, what is more shocking, a potential Aaron Rodgers trade or Kings of Leon on our television screens right now? Um, I didn't know Kings of Leon was still a thing, but I will say this. After almost 10 years together, Jeff, I have never demanded a trade. This is true. Yeah, I mean, we've had a good relationship. Uh, you, there was a period of time you were in negotiations with the Eric Darcy podcast. That That is true. But at the same time, you had looked into uh, bringing on an understudy to eventually replace me, and then that fell apart. That is that is true. It is true. Um, it was it was close. It was close to happening. It was a deal. It was in the works. But we, we did not go go with it because why – why kill a good thing, Doctor Trey? No, we're 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 in the hunt for title contendership every year. We're good. All right, brother. We are. We are good. We're back at it. Uh, State of professional wrestling on last week's show. A little bit of a breather for Doctor Trey and I, coming off of the uh, the World Win Tour that is WrestleMania season. Uh, Doctor Trey, let's get into it here right off the top. Impact Wrestling Rebellion pay per view. I did not watch the show. Did you? No. Okay. Uh, yeah. I. <laughs> Uh, you and I were big, staunch defenders of Impact Wrestling, like uh, for the the for the history of the show for nine and a half, ten years. You were the Impact Wrestling guy, and then about almost a year and a half ago, when they debuted on Access Television, um, and even prior to that, I gave them a shot when they were on I don't know Destination America, Pop TV, and then they went off my television again. Um, I've been watching Impact Wrestling. And you and I were making the case that Impact Wrestling was one of the best promotions last year, that from July onwards, they were really good. Um, and here we are in April, 
not even a year later. And I'll be honest, I've been saying this the last couple of weeks, and maybe it, things have changed by their world title change, but um, I, I, I don't know. I'm not really feeling Impact Wrestling right now. I, I got to be honest. So I was not I, – I didn't really care. I missed this pay-per-view, and um, I didn't have any interest really in watching outside of the Rich Swan-Kenny Omega match. Is it weird that I, I really didn't even have interest in that match? Like, I just kind of thought it was a foregone conclusion that Kenny was going to win. Like, there just really wasn't anything on this card that I was like, ooh, yeah, this is this is must-see. Like, this is something I have to check out. There was really, like, no crazy match, no real star power to it. It wasn't a bad show. Like, I've gone back and caught matches and some other things, but it wasn't a bad show. It just, to me, wasn't one of those ones where with, – with, all the wrestling we've had over the last month, uh, it just I, I, it just didn't seem like must see TV for me. Yeah, um, yeah, I wasn't really feeling it. I, I don't know if you watched this special. It was called "This Is Rebellion." It was hosted by Mauro Ranallo on Access TV. Did you get a chance to watch that at all? No. It was about an hour long program where it it covered the Swan uh, Kenny Omega match. And I thought I thought it did a good job. I thought it was a really well done special. But that it goes back to like what we were talking about. No disrespect to Rich Swan. Like I, I love the guy, great performer, great wrestler. But when you look at Kenny Omega taking on Rich Swan, it's like, well, we already know who's going to win. Like there was no question mark that Rich Swan was going to be the guy that like took down Kenny Omega for the first time in in almost six to eight months. Yeah, it just it didn't make sense to me. Like it just, I, I... but they had nobody else essentially, right? I mean, they had yeah. nobody else that could fill that role. Yeah, and and we've talked about that a couple weeks ago. Like you look at the roster and you're like, all right, you got Rich Swan. Is there really anybody else that you can put in the ring with Kenny Omega? And the casual fan go, yeah, he's on his level. Like that's a guy that I can see competing with Kenny and 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 possibly defeating Kenny and and. Unfortunately for Impact right now, with I mean they have some of the ex WWE guys like the Zack Ryder's, Kurt Hawkins, aka Matt Cardona, Brian Myers. They have a few of those guys floating around, but even then, like would, would a Matt Cardona Kenny Omega match be any more compelling? It's just one of those things. They just don't have the star power to really compete at that top tier level right now. Yeah, you know we we basically ranked this early on. I, I thought Moose would have been a good compet uh, challenger to. Um to Kenny Omega, Eddie Edwards, uh, Sammy Callahan. Like, I think I would have put those three ahead of Rich Swan right now to take on Kenny Omega in that type of match. I think physically, <clears throat> they maybe would have matched up better. Um, but I, I think maybe in their eyes, they're like, well, maybe more people know who Rich Swan is as opposed to Moose. Like, if you're if you're a casual wrestling fan and you, for some reason, you, you just drool over Kenny Omega like that's your guy and you're like Kenny Omega is wrestling a guy named Moose is he part of that bear clan thing that we see on AEW Dynamite like how does that you know and Eddie's kind of the same boat and Sammy Callahan's kind of the same boat like diehard fans know who they are but is it enough to attract a casual viewer maybe there's that casual WWE fan that was like oh I remember Rich Swan from his time as cruiserweight champion in WWE I should probably check this out because it is a good test of you know, is Kenny on the same level as ex WWE big name athletic guys? 
Yeah, it, it's uh, you know I really hate being disrespectful to Rich Swan, but it's yeah. you know he's a very enjoyable performer. He's just not on that that level yet. So nonetheless, um, let's get into it here. Some of the results: uh, the tag team match, Rosemary and Havoc defeated Kimberly and Susan. Joss Alexander defeated Ace Austin and TJP to become the new X Division champion. A triple threat match. Violet by Design, Diener, Joe Doring, and Rhino were joined by the former um, Big Cass, W. Morrissey, now known in Impact Wrestling. They defeated Chris Saban, Eddie Edwards, James Storm, and Willie Mack. Brian Myers defeated Matt Cardona. Jordan Grace and Rachel Ellering defeated Fire and Flav of Kara Hogan and Tasha Steeles to become the new Impact Knockouts Tag Team Champions. Trey Miguel defeated Sammy Callahan in the last man standing match. Finjuice retained the Impact World Tag Team Championship over the Good Brothers. Deanna Perrazzo retained the Impact Knockouts Championship over Tanelle Dashwood. And Kenny Omega defeated Rich Swan to become the new Impact World Champion in a winner-take-all match. Uh, Dr. Trey, neither one of us had the chance to watch the show. Thoughts on the results from Rebellion this past Sunday? I mean, not overly surprising. I mean, you know, of course, the the, the big cast signing is, is kind of surprising, but good for him. I mean, he's come a long way in battling his his demons. And I've seen a couple of interviews where he, you know, talked about, Hey, this, this company and the way they record their shows is a better suit for his anxiety issues, which has always boggled me. Like I have anxiety and I'm in the wrestling business, but I just never had had that thought of if I have bad enough anxiety that where it bothers me to perform, I should be in this profession. But anyway, beside note, uh, Rachel Ellering and, and Jordan Grace winning the tag team division or winning the tag belts, uh, wasn't shocking once you saw Rachel Ellering debut. Cause that's kind of an impact thing. Somebody new shows up and, hey, let's, let's put a belt on them. Uh, overall, I thought it was a good show, but it, like I said earlier, it just didn't have that drawing power to me for me to go, hey, this has to be must-see TV for me to tune in. Yeah, that's sad, right? I mean, it's just it's just overall sad because you and I were Impact Wrestling Defenders, and I feel like um, – have you cut have you cut the cord yet on watching them weekly? Um, it, it's not as must-see as it was before, and I think part of it is – the the they've kind of trended away like like I'm I'm one of the weird guys Jeff I I do like some comedy stuff mixed in with my wrestling and I thought like the Johnny Swinger stuff or Wrestler House or the different things they've done you know prior to the quote unquote Impact Invasion or whatever you want or the AEW Invasion uh, I, I thought some of those spots were kind of fun so it was a nice little breakup from the monotony of a typical wrestling night and it was actually funny and entertaining and not just campy and, and and wasteful like some of the wwe stuff is when it comes to comedy um but yeah like right now it's like i I just there's not a guy on that roster where i watch and go i have to see what this guy's gonna do next this is the same thing we've talked about you know with ring of honor and other shows in the past that you know kind of flatline because they just didn't have that breakout star to really you know drive the drive the car and i think that's kind of where they're at right now they're just kind of waiting to see if there is somebody who can kind of break out and, and maybe, you know, maybe this whole thing with Kenny Omega is their way of making that star. Uh, Cause eventually, you know, that belt has to come back to impact. Um, so maybe it's a Trey Miguel, maybe it's an ace Austin, maybe it's somebody that they're trying to build this company around. That is the one that takes it from Kenny. But right now there's kind of been a holding pattern until they figure out who that is. All right. Let's talk about it here because um I wonder how much this is part of the reason why folks are kind of cold on Impact Wrestling. Um, Impact Wrestling right now, two of their major champions, the uh, tag team titles, they're with New Japan Pro Wrestling with Finn Juice, David Finley, and Juice Robinson. 
their world titles now with Kenny Omega, which is AEW. Like if those two, if those three people I just named were under contract with Impact Wrestling, you'd say that this is one of the most talented rosters potentially in all professional wrestling, being that those are your champions right now. But they're not. They are outsiders, and they are the, some of the top champions now of the brand, leaving just Josh Alexander and Deanna Perazzo to be the only two Impact Wrestling contracted wrestlers to be champions right now. How much of this whole storyline with AEW plays into things? Because it was often criticized that AEW, it's been very one-sided with AEW thus far, AEW is promoting on Impact Wrestling Television, but you barely hear anything on Dynamite whatsoever. They didn't even promote the match for Rich Swan the week prior. Impact Wrestling reportedly bought a spot during a picture-in-picture -picture during Dynamite, which was just bizarre to see. Um, does that play anything into it, Dr. Trey? Do you feel like the strategic move that Impact Wrestling played by putting championship titles on outside contracted wrestlers kind of devalued the brand a little bit amongst the current fan base. Yeah, because when you look at it and you look at, well, now there's an AEW guy who's our world champion, or now there's a New Japan team or New Japan guys that are tag champions. Well, typically in most promotions, your tag belts and your world titles have always been the, the most prestigious belts. And then you have your undercard guys. Well, your top, you know, your top belts are now held by outsiders, which, you know, makes it look like your guys can't compete with other promotions. And this is a, this has always been <clears throat> excuse me, one of the things with impact slash TNA, you know, since we've been doing this show is like the XWWE guy shows up and within the first week or first month, he's their world champion, whether it was Rob Van Dam, Booker T. I mean, the, the list goes on and on Kurt angle, you know, it, it just kind of makes them look like they can't compete with the other companies based on how they book their shows where, you know, the WWE, they bring a guy in, the guy does not, I mean, AJ Styles didn't win the Royal Rumble his first night. He didn't win a world title to like, I think almost a year in, uh, you look at AEW, they bring in guys and they don't jump right to the top of the, of, of the mountain. Uh, but in, a, in, in impact TNA, these outside guys always jump right to the top of the car. So it's this perpetual cycle of looking like a minor league promotion at times. Yeah, it, it it doesn't it doesn't bode well for them. I I thought the initial move of Impact Wrestling AEW being partners here was going to be interesting and fun, and it really hasn't. It 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 has not done much. I feel like for for either brand currently. I thought Impact Wrestling was in a good spot. AEW was in a good spot. AEW didn't need Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling could have used AEW, and I feel like their relationship with AEW hasn't really panned out like we all thought it would back in December, which was. Something that obviously was in the back of our minds as uh, we were concerned about this potential uh, partnership moving forward. Uh, now, with Kenny Omega becoming the new Impact World Champion, Dr. Trey, what are the pros and cons of this move for for professional wrestling, for Impact Wrestling, for AEW as a whole? What are the pros and cons of this move? Uh, well, let's see. For AEW, it shows that our wrestler is the best in the world. Uh, that you know, not only is he the best in our company, but other companies are willing to put him on top of their roster as well. Um, so by, by being the, the champion of multiple promotions, you can argue that his value worldwide is higher than some of these W, you know, some, you know, than a Roman Reigns or, you know, uh, a Bobby Lashley right now. Um, that to me is, is stature. And, and that's one of the big things, especially when you're looking to, to brand globally, uh, that, that really takes into account there, uh, for impact. 
I guess if if Kenny comes out on Dynamite with you know a show that has bigger ratings than they have, holding the Impact and TNA World Championships, maybe that drives some viewers over to check out that show. Uh, but right now, outside of that, I don't know what else the upside is because of the fact that like you're are you building anything out of this? Like, are you building a core out of this, or is it just going to be? Hey, it's it's the flavor of the month, and we're going to move on. Like right now, I just don't see anything that Impact is really building out of this whole crossover with AEW and New Japan. Yeah, the relationship has really panned out well for AEW. Kenny Omega now is a bell collector. Um, he's he's the Impact World Champion. Uh, Gallus and Anderson are featured better on AEW television right now than they are Impact Wrestling. Uh, Impact Wrestling. I guess you could say that you have Kenny Omega as your world champion uh, right now, and that's that. I mean, but how do you get the title off of him? Like, is an Impact Wrestling star going to pin Kenny Omega? I don't think AEW is going to allow that Dr. Try. I I think this ends one of two ways for Kenny Omega's Impact World Champion. It either ends with him being stripped of the title, one, or two, he doesn't get pinned in a triple threat match. He's not getting pinned by an Impact Wrestling star. Yeah, I mean, but then here's the flip side. If, if a, you know, the old adage, if a tree falls in the forest and nobody's there to see it, did it really fall? So if you have, you know, a Trey Miguel or an Ace Austin get a fluke victory over him on an episode of Impact, you know, because of crazy stuff going on around them, you know, multiple people coming out, interference, just, you know, random chaos. Does that really hurt Kenny? If it's like a fluke pin, like you can't have him lose straight up with no interference. One, two, three. AEW will never let that happen. But I mean, there are ways of, of positioning a match where he can lose and and it doesn't make him look you know make him look weak. It's just like like a fluke victory. Um, but you're right. I think the most logical things are, you know, he just takes the belt. We never we don't see him on Impact. He makes casual appearances, but then eventually they just strip the belts from him. But then for Impact. That's even worse. I mean, how many times are you going to strip a world champion of your title belt? Like, they have to figure out a way to get the belt off of him where it makes them look good and not like just this whole thing didn't go the way they wanted to. So here's the knee jerk. We're just going to strip him of the belts. It has to be something that actually does benefit Impact. And, you know, a triple threat kind of benefits them. But unless you're getting somebody to actually pin Kenny, I don't see how the what the upside is for Impact. Like I said, other than saying that Kenny Omega is the world champion right now, right? And he, yeah. uh, the the Impact Wrestling episode is is actually airing right now as Doctor Trey and I are recording this. Or so according to reports, he is to be featured on Impact Wrestling Television moving forward, and and he's supposed to be on the episode this week. But who knows? That could be those those bus segments that we've seen before. I, who know? I, maybe he works in the ring. I I, I don't know. It just. I, 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 like I, I don't know what to 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 think of this. Like it's just, um, it's a move that I thought was going to be really cool, but there's just it goes back to what the initial conversation was. I just feel like nobody laces up their boots uh, on the Impact Wrestling roster as compared to Kenny Omega right now, and I really truly hate to say that because I enjoy Moose, Eddie Edwards, Sammy Callahan, Trey Miguel, Rick Swan, Willie Mack. Like I love their roster: Josh Alexander, Ace Austin. It's a highly talented roster, but right now it's it's like two, three years down the road from being comparable to what AEW is currently, right? I mean, if this was Darby Allen 
versus Rich Swan for the Impact World title, maybe I feel differently, Dr. Troy. Maybe that's a match I would want to see then. But Kenny Omega, it's like, Omega's one of the best wrestlers, if not the best wrestler in the world right now. And um, Lord love Rich Swan. Impact Wrestling did a fa- fantastic job to to kind of even it out a little bit to show that Rich does deserve to be on that level playing field with some of their package uh, television packages that they were airing. But at the end of the day, the wrestling fan knew that Rich Swan unfortunately did not deserve to be in the ring with Kenny Omega. Like maybe it should have been somebody different from AEW, Dr. Try. Yeah. I mean, you know, we always have these talks and, and you and I, most of the listeners know that you and I are diehard sports fans. And, you know, we, we always had these off air talks like could the best college football team beat the worst pro NFL team, you know, but in this situation, it is kind of like, you know, if, if Alabama played the Tampa Bay Bucks, Tampa Bay is going to, you know, Tampa Bay is going to beat Alabama. You know, it's just, they're just on a different level. And I just kind of think no matter how much you prop up uh, Rich Swan, he's just not on Kenny's level. And I think most fans knew that. And like you said, they have a tremendously talented roster, but I think they're a couple years away from being viewed as on the same level as AEW. And, we, and we've seen this throughout the history of Impact. I mean, they would have great talent. The talent would leave and become even bigger, you know, with WWE or even AEW, you know. So this is just kind of what they do. They, they're, I hate to say it, but they're kind of a farm team mm-hmm. for the other two shows. Yeah, yeah. I mean, nobody's leaving AEW right now. Well, I guess Mark Car- Matt Cardona kind of did to go to Impact Wrestling. Um, instead, you're seeing like Ethan Page leave for AEW. Gallus and Anderson, I feel like they're AEW contracted wrestlers at this point, Dr. Trey. Like it's it's just not it's not working out. So we'll see where this Kenny Omega experiment goes right now. I, I guess from a historical standpoint, it's pretty cool. We're living in it. It's very, very early stages of it. Maybe they turn things around and, and maybe maybe just maybe, Dr. Trey. I guess let's look on the opposite side of this, because we're guys that always are beer, you know, beer half full. Maybe Kenny Omega makes a couple stars in Impact Wrestling, like a Rich Swan, like a Moose, like an Eddie Edwards, to be higher elevated talent where a year or two years from ne- from now we look back and go, it made sense to put Omega in Impact Wrestling because he made XYZ you know, superstars. Yeah, I mean, and, and to me, I think that's what your hope is. And, and a lot of this, you feel the Don Callis influence throughout all this when you see, you know, Finn Juice being the Impact Tag Champions, Kenny on top. This does feel like, you know, a, a Don Callis influence thing here. And, you know, Don was part of Impact. And, and if he's still, you know, the vice president of Impact Television, um, it would make sense for him to also somehow figure out a way to help boost that brand up. And, you know, if you get an Ace Austin at 24 years old to pin Kenny Omega, that, that makes Ace a huge star. If you get Trey Miguel at 20-some-odd years old to pin him, that makes him a huge star. Like, this, to me, is is how you do this. If you're trying to build your brand up with young talent that isn't that expensive and supplement it with some you know other names around them, like the Cardonas, the Myers, the Morrisseys, the Rhinos, you use this opportunity to make that breakout star, whether it's a Trey, an Ace, um, Eddie to a degree, just because he's still in the middle. You know, he's still not old, but he's not young. But this is how you build that brand up and that make people take notice of, oh my God, I need to check this guy out because he just pinned Kenny Omega. Yeah, maybe that's the 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 right way to look at it right now. We'll have to see if that works out. 
But uh, thus far, four or five months in, not a big fan of the AW Impact Wrestling partnership. I'm a fan of it on the AW side. I like what I'm seeing with Gallus and Anderson work with Bucks and Omega, but on the Impact Wrestling side, I would like to see a little bit more promotion from Impact Wrestling on AW television if AW is going to be promoted as heavily as it has on Impact Wrestling television. Uh, keeping here with Kenny Omega right now, I, Dr. Trey, I think looking at the world of professional wrestling right now, my opinion um, on this is here we are approaching May 1st. I feel like the 2021 Wrestle of the Year Award currently is a two-horse race between Roman Reigns and Kenny Omega. Do you agree or disagree with that? Um, yeah, I think, I think you're pretty much right on those. Okay, and then what I want to add here, which is like the underdog of it all, is if it's a two-horse race between Reigns and Omega, does Bobby Lashley deserve to be in that conversation right now, or is he approaching that conversation week by week where he'll be knocking on that door soon in the, in the same breath as Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns soon. Um, I think Lashley, I think it kind of depends on what our builds of SummerSlam is like who Lashley is going to be featured against. If it's drew again or, or Braun or, or somebody else uh, that we've already kind of seen him in the ring with, he may not get there. He, he needs, that marquee match where Roman just got to, you know, you know, have that match with edge and with, you know, with Daniel Bryan, those are kind of bigger names. Now, if maybe we get Bobby Lashley and perhaps a Daniel Bryan match at SummerSlam, maybe that'll help. Um, I just need to see a little bit more from Lashley. Cause I think, you know, we've seen marked step ups from Omega and reigns this year. And Bobby has stepped up as well, but he's still, very similar character, whereas Kenny and, and Roman have kind of gone different from what we've seen earlier in the year. Uh, I, th- I just think either Bobby needs to have a, a change in demeanor to make him step up even more or have that marquee matchup to really kind of put him up there with the other two guys you mentioned. Is there any other names outside of Bobby Lashley that you would put into the same context? of potential wrestle of the year award with reigns and because i it's a two-horse race reigns and omega i feel like bobby lashley is i think would be number three if you're rounding it out from a top five let's go five to one right who are you looking at right now as your wrestle of the year five to one dr trey um i'd probably have i'm trying to think like i'm trying to be fair and include some AEW people as well so i'd probably maybe have darby as number five wow okay um I just think he's had a very solid year and then getting the rub from Sting and, you know, the stuff of the Dark Order and the stuff with everybody else and, and Taz. Like, I mean, they're putting him in, in spots to really kind of, you know, break out even more. I'd probably have Randy Orton at number four because I just think he's been one of the most compelling characters throughout the entire year. Um, and, and every rivalry he's been in has been pretty damn entertaining. Um, and then I'd have Lashley three. I'd probably go Omega two and Reigns one, just because the the character change in Roman has been so drastic and something that I don't think anybody's seen since his like FCW days. Like the heel Roman has been so damn good. I'd probably have, I'd probably give him the slight edge over Kenny Omega right now. Yeah, I feel like it's. Um, I think Omega Reigns is going to continue to flip flop throughout the year. I feel like those two have been the best wrestlers um on television right now and i don't think it's close i think if you're doing it in tiers like i would say tier one omega reigns 
um, in no particular order right now, but I would agree with you. I think Reigns ahead of Omega at this point in time. Tier two, Bobby Lashley on his own. Tier three, yep. boy, you put in Orton and, and Darby. Um, I think I would still put in Drew McIntyre in that yeah. tier three. Um, who else would fall into that? Probably, maybe Darby. I mean, Darby has been has been something this year. He he has definitely broke out. But I also felt like if we look at the way that we do awards, if I'm looking at Omega and Reigns as potential wrestlers of the year, I feel like that Bobby Lashley and Darby Allen would be in line with the breakout stars of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think Lashley. The the thing about the crazy thing about Lashley is he's been around forever. Like he's been around, you know, since they shaved Donald or since they shaved Vince's head with Donald Trump in the ring. So I mean, he's been around for a long, long time. I I don't know if you say Lashley's the breakout star or if MVP with Lashley makes it break out because I think MVP and even Cedric and Shelton and the Hurt business like that whole conglomerate help elevate Bobby Lashley. Um, I don't know. I, I, to me, break, break, I mean, I guess I, in the, yeah, in the, in the traditional sense of getting the opportunity to shine and then being featured the way he's being featured. Yeah, I guess, I guess you're right. I guess I would have to put him up there with Darby. I, my breakout starts typically have always been like younger guys, but you know, getting a guy who's Lashley's position to kind of break out is great. Um, so yeah, I would probably put those, you know, like you mentioned, uh, reigns and, and Omega in Wrestler of the Year, and then you know Lashley and Darby in Breakout. I will say Dark Horses right now coming in there because I don't want to forget about the women. I, I would not be shocked if Rhea Ripley and Bianca Belair knock on that door. Even Sasha Banks knock on that door throughout the year. Uh, and Kara Sheeta as well. I think Sheeta's really stepped not, up. I'm not a big I Sheeta think, fan. I, I think I've liked her more in the last few months than I did when she first started with AEW. I think she's gotten a little bit better. I think the difference, like seeing her bust out the kendo stick and, and smack people in the heads makes me like her a little more. Um, but yeah, it, to me, Ripley and Bianca, but even then, it's like Rhea got to have a WrestleMania match with Charlotte Flair last year, even though she was still in NXT. Is it really a breakout if you've already been featured in a WrestleMania match in a title match against Charlotte Flair? Yeah. I don't know. It's it's a uh, it's a tough call right now, but I, I just feel like right now you you're just looking at two freight trains and Kenny Omega and Roman Reigns right now, and then everybody else is uh, is is bringing up the pack. With Bobby Lashley, I would say in the middle right now. I've really enjoyed Bobby Lashley this year. Um, keeping with WWE or shifting gears to WWE here, Doctor Trey. There uh, tomorrow night on SmackDown, Friday's edition of SmackDown, Daniel Bryan will be taking on Roman Reigns. If Daniel Bryan loses, he will leave WWE SmackDown. There are reports out there right now that his contract is set to expire. Daniel Bryan has talked about it in interviews. He says he's trying to get it where WWE allows him to wrestle in other promotions and the New Japan's maybe AEW. Uh, they kind of uh, impact independent wrestling. They they leave the door open for him, which I, I would be shocked if WWE does. Um, which which begs the question question here, Doctor Trey, is Daniel Bryan wrapping up with WWE soon? Are we seeing the end of Daniel Bryan and the return of Bryan Danielson soon? I mean, I think the possibility is there. I think he'd like to get out and kind of explore. I mean, it, it's I'm trying to think of a way to word this where it just it kind of feels like he wants to get out and, and have one final I don't want to say independent run, but take a take you know test himself against the lay of the land. And where he goes, wow, 
sorry, the, the Niners just made a draft pick and just made me say, wow. Trey um, Lance, right? Yeah. So yeah. it kind of caught me off guard there. Um, <laughs> not what I was expecting living in Alabama. So, um, but yeah, it does feel like he kind of wants to get on so Plus, you know, being a, a husband with a couple of young kids, uh, the grind of a WWE schedule, which isn't as bad during the pandemic era, but the pandemic era seems to be closing out. So, which means if you're on SmackDown, you might have to go back on the road or work more shows or something. So, I, I still think he'll eventually come back to WWE because I think that's the home and they've taken really good care of him over these years, especially when he was injured and everything else, uh, fighting a spot for him to get paid. But I do think there's part of him that wants to get out there and just test himself against some of those, you know, the Kennys, you know, the the Cody's, the the different guys in AEW, the Darby's, you know, that's the New Japan, test himself against the Kota Bushis and, you know, the guys of that ilk, the Will Ospreys, you know, make a trip here and there and just see what's out there before he finally hangs him up. So uh, to me, I think he, when he wraps up his contract, I don't think he'll resign. I think he kind of just wants to go out and see who else is out there for a little bit and then eventually come back into the fold. Do, do you need a minute after this, this uh, draft pick? No. So the, yeah, the ironic thing is, is that uh, on Madden, I was actually drafting him to the Niners a couple times. So like, I'm okay with it. Uh, plus his name is Trey and, uh, I'm Dr. Trey. So it's, it's what do you mean? They have the draft class up for, so you can, you can import draft classes on Madden. And so there are guys that will go through it and fix, you know, and literally take the time out and list every single person. Oh my God. Who's eligible for the draft, which I wish I had that kind of free time, but that's one of the guys that I would kind of bring on the Niners. So, uh, Hey, uh, it's, it's going to be interesting at least very mobile guy. So I'm very smart. I heard he's like really, really great. Uh, like at North Dakota State, he actually used to break down all the film because they didn't have that, you know, quality control guy. Like he did it for the entire team when he was there at North Dakota State. Well, hopefully it works out for him. Uh, but they lose to Green Bay and Aaron Rodgers still there. Yeah. Dr. Trey and I talk an NFL draft as it's actually going on as we speak <laughs> and record this show. Um, and then Dr. Trey, well... The le- well, hold on. if you're Vince McMahon right now, right, and you got Daniel Bryan, and there's this re- report that he wants to potentially run in other promotions while being contracted in WWE, do do you allow him to do it, or do they allow him to walk away? Uh, I mean, it, it's you you look at what Kenny's with AEW's doing with Kenny Omega, and if you can position Daniel Bryan in a spot where he can bounce around from promotion to promotion and not hurt the WWE image, I don't see why it would be a bad thing. You know, but then the problem is, then you're opening Pandora's box. Does the next guy, does Randy want to go do it? Does, you know, does the next guy want to go do it? Does Drew want to make a new Japan run? Does, you know, does Braun want to go to AEW and, and fight somebody? Like, you, you kind of are opening Pandora's box if you allow Daniel Bryan to do it. Although, with the stroke that WWE has, you could probably do it in a very controlled environment and allow him to sow his, his wild oats, so to speak, uh, in the ring and then come back into the WWE fold. Yeah, it's an interesting uh, twist here, but I think we are seeing the end of Daniel Bryan in WWE for a little bit coming up uh, coming up soon here in, in the world of professional wrestling. Um, last story I want to bring up on this week's edition of the show, Dr. Trey, speaking to people no longer with WWE, uh, Mickey James reportedly received a trash bag with her items in it after she was released. She posted it to Instagram. Uh, I want to say on Thursday of last week, 
Uh, it obviously went viral. was an awful look for WWE. Triple H, Stephanie McMahon, went on uh, Twitter to apologize and fired the person who was responsible for it, which was the former head of talent development uh, or talent relations, I should say, Mark Carano, who is no longer with WWE. Awful, awful look for WWE. There is a, a nice layer to this involving Vince McMahon that I will get to soon. But uh, from the outside looking in, Dr. Trey, really bad look for WWE to treat one of their uh, groundbreaking female talents over the last 20 years like this on our way out. <clears throat> this, is, this is where I'll, I'll probably get a little bit of heat. I didn't have as big of an issue as, with as everybody else did. Like, were they supposed to have the certain, you know, like take, you know, uh, the, the, the people responsible for garments, go take it to the dry cleaners, press it, you know, get all cleaned up, pack it in a Gucci bag and mail it off. Like the trash bag is a bad look, uh, just because it makes it look like she's trash. So I agree with that aspect, but, but like, how do you do that? If somebody, if, if you're working a job and that person's terminated and their stuff's still there, I mean, there's a lot of companies that won't even send you your stuff. You like, you're just, you know, SOL, so to speak. So like I, I, the trash bag is the bad look of it. But once again, like what's the proper etiquette, uh, when you release somebody from your company, you're sending them their belongings. I, I just, I did like just throw it in a brown box and tape it up and UPS it. Like, I don't know what the proper protocol would be. I, I guess my thing on this is, is it's not some like, um, female star who, or male star that, didn't make an impact on the roster. Like this is someone who won a championship at WrestleMania and is a foundation, uh, part of the foundation of, of what led to the women's revolution over the last several years. Like, I, I don't think that this is some sort of, you know, piece of crap employee. This is uh, a, a legend <laughs> yeah. essentially. And Mickey James. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But that's what I'm saying. Like, I don't know what the protocol is. Maybe I mean, maybe just don't leave your stuff behind at, at your job. I mean, I don't or just it, put it in the cardboard box, right? I mean, and then yeah. wrap it up with bubble wrap like you would for Amazon packages. Yeah, but I mean that. I mean that's what they probably should have done. They should probably just have the Amazon people come in and, and pack it up for them. You know, the other thing is, I just think Mark Carano's always been a douchebag. Yeah, that's a big thing. <laughs> Too, so. so it's just like you know, douchebags are going to douchebag in a sense. So it's kind of like, all right, well, he's an he's an a hole. I mean, you've seen it on even when you watch the you know the the Total Divas, you see him on there. You're like, he just seems like a slimy dude. Um, and, and when this came out, and then you know it was announced he was fired. I thought it, I thought it was just great for WWE to kind of get rid of a guy that's kind of that old guard, that used car salesman, carny type guy. I think that's a better look, and and you know, kudos to Triple H and Stephanie for jumping in and trying to douse the flames before that. I mean, it got even worse than it was. Speaking of dousing the flames, Mickey James went on GAW TV. I believe that is hosted by Victoria. I want to say SoCal Val from uh, former Impact Wrestling days, um, and uh, she Mickey James had this to say. About Vince McMahon, he called me on the phone to apologize and to let me know that this isn't what he thought of me. I tagged Vince in that tweet because he needs to know because there's a lot of stuff that happens under his nose that he is completely completely oblivious to because he, he's running a multi-billion dollar company. So I thought that was very classy, Dr. Trey, for Vince McMahon to give Mickey James a call. He didn't have to do that. He could have just let Triple H and Stephanie put it out there via Twitter or Instagram and apologize. Yeah, and, and that's the thing. Like When Vince finds out about stuff... For as much of a jerk as people think Vince is, Vince has a huge heart and he does try to do the best for, 
you know, those people who have meant a lot to his company. I mean, we've seen it with, you know, their drug rehabilitation programs or, you know, we've seen it with Edge and with Dear Brian when guys have career-ending injuries early, like Vince tries to figure out a way to keep them in the family and keep taking care of them. Uh, the stuff with Vicky Guerrero after Eddie passed, you know, like he's, he has a huge heart for those who have been good to the company. Um, and I think that just, this was just another illustration of, you know, the classiness that Vince has at times for those who have done a lot for his company and, and building that brand over the last, you know, 30, 40 years now. All right, Dr. Trey, before we close up shop and uh, say goodbye on this week's edition of the show, we got blood and guts, AEW this upcoming Wednesday. What is your excitement level for this match? Um, six, I six out of six. 10, huh? Yeah. Like I'm excited. It's, it's you're down on this, aren't you? I, maybe it's because I'm just, it's, it's a lot of other stuff going on in the world. And I'm just like, inner circle just turned baby face, like within the last month. So I, I don't think I've really caught fire with, I mean, I heard Chris Jericho say, yeah, baby. Like if you went like old school <laughs> Jericho to fire up the crowd on AEW the last week. So it was like, all right, like it's, it's I'm excited for it because I think this is a good chance for you know MJF and, and the guys in, in in the pinnacle to kind of elevate their game. But like right now, like I don't have a, a, a huge like passion for the inner circle. Different. It was different when it was inner circle versus the elite. I think I was more excited for that than I am for this. But and also we don't really know what blood and guts is going to be unless it's just a traditional war games match or if it's some variation. It's, or, it's, I think or, it's supposed to be like war games. Yeah. But you know, war games in WWE is not war games from NWA, you know? So it's, it's, I'm sure they're gonna put their own little spin on it to make it a little bit different. Um, if the cage has a top, will you be happy? Yes, because I, I fully want to see somebody get gorilla pressed into the top of the cage, a la JJ Dillon, Doctor Death. Oh, it, was it JJ Dillon who took the um, Doomsday device and like broke his collarbone because his head was like yeah. hitting the top of the cage? <laughs> yeah, because it was the Pillar Road Warriors on Animal's shoulders. Like he was, his head was I think about three inches from the top of the cage. So when they flipped him, uh, he came straight down on his collarbone and fractured his collarbone. I think he actually broke his arm as well in that fall. Yeah, it's a very classic moment and spot from that match. Um, if anybody goes back and checks it out, like J.J. Dillon is, I, I thought his head was going to come through the top of the cage. And they had like no room to spare. And uh, they doomsday deviced him. And he broke his collarbone in the process. And, and shoulder, arms, hands, whatever. It looked like he was in a car wreck. Hawk and animal. Very well known for uh, being a little stiff. And so J.J. Dillon certainly felt that from War Games. Uh, so blood and guts this Wednesday. We're still weeks away from WrestleMania backlash. We have a new Impact Wrestling World Champion. Roman and Kenny look like they are the two-man race right now in the Wrestler of the Year Award. So lots that we covered here and discussed on this week's edition of the show. And what we learned is that Dr. Trey kind of gets a little uh, taken aback when the 49ers pick during the live show, but is not surprised if he gets his items put in a trash bag. Uh, if he is let go from his job. So we learned a lot on this week's edition of the show of SRTU, Dr. Trey. So let's do a couple plugs and sponsors to wrap up this week's edition of the show. You can download the show every Thursday at TheBowerShow.com, WrestleChatNet on Twitter, and the Still Realtor Show iTunes feed. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe to help us climb the charts on iTunes. You can follow us individually on Twitter for myself at SRTU Jeff. 
and for Dr. Trey Franklin at the Dr. Trey. And of course, don't forget to follow the show on Twitter at SRTU Podcast. Dr. Trey, I, I guess you were either on mute or you were too shocked of, as a, at another draft pick. Were you shocked about Kyle Pitts going to Atlanta? No, I'm shocked. I'm sorry. Like one of my uh, sales reps from my job, I tried to call in, so I was trying to text him to let him know I'm finishing up my podcast, man. We're talking yeah, dude. Rest in a few minutes. So, uh, what is going on in the wonderful world of Dr. Trey Franklin this week? Well, like Jeff said, you can follow me on Twitter at the Dr. Trey. Uh, you can find me on Facebook and Instagram, Dr. Trey Franklin. Uh, on Facebook, check out Rocket City Championship Wrestling. Uh, we have our, our go home show before Wrestling Con 4 coming up this Saturday. Wrestling Con 4 is coming up May 15th from lovely Hazel Green, Alabama. You get your tickets available at the Rocket City Championship Wrestling Facebook page. Uh, be sure to check that out as well. Um, and that's about it from the uh, fan of you know, like now there's a tray on the 49ers to go along with Dr. Trey's fandom of the 49ers. Right, yeah, so are you going to go out and get the jersey tonight or what? Uh, not tonight. I, I, I'll wait till the knockoff one comes out because I don't like spending a hundred and some odd bucks on a jersey. I'd much rather get the $25 knockoff and just pretend like it's the real thing. Yeah, you might as well. You might as well. That's, that's called shopping tips with Dr. Trey and Jeff Peck. I do have my knockoff George Kittle jersey that I rock uh, for 49 games or uh, WrestleMania. Uh, Kittle is spelled with one T. Uh, actually, I think if there's an S in front of it, I think it's actually, it actually says Skittles. Skittles. Okay. There you go. There you go. Stay tuned for more of the fashion podcast, shopping podcast, with Dr. Trey Franklin and yours truly, Jeff Peck. So until next week, as we head into the month of May, for Dr. Trey Franklin, I'm Jeff Peck. Thank you for making us part of your week. This has been the So Real to Show. Taking school spirit. The bunch is getting started. To the max. This is gonna be awesome. Saved by the Bell. New season streaming now. Let's do this, baby. Only on Peacock. Whatever you're funny, Peacock's got it exclusively. Stream classic sitcoms like The Office, Parks and Recreation, and Two and a Half Men. Plus, catch Peacock original comedies like AP Bio and Saved by the Bell. For all your exclusive comedy phase, go to PeacockTV.com and get started.